Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 6, Public Image. Nora Arjean's brother Xavier only stayed in the hospital after the seizure stopped because he was too weak to get off the hospital bed and walk out the door. This time, the seizure had lasted four minutes, longer than the one or two-minute seizures he'd had last year. Now, a day later, Nora listened while he yelled at her for letting the school nurse call an ambulance. Well, really, he couldn't yell much. He was too weak for that, too. He kept taking deep breaths in between words. Then he started in on Mom and Dad for sending him to a school that freaked out over dumb stuff. Nora went into the hallway and leaned against the wall. Dumb stuff? Watching him twitch while lying unconscious in the middle of the high school hallway hadn't been dumb. It had been terrifying. His whole body quivering, Xavier had looked like a zombie on low batteries. Just get me out of here. Xavier's voice was louder this time, and Nora heard something clatter to the floor. And I'm not going back to that place. He slipped in a few extra words, and Nora waited for Mom or Dad to tell him to watch his mouth. But they didn't. Instead, Mom came into the hallway and barely paused next to Nora. Come on, she said, and walked toward the elevators. Nora followed, arms folded. Why did her parents put up with him? She couldn't remember Xavier saying one nice thing in the past twelve months. Not since they left home. Easton would never be home, and for that, sometimes Nora wanted to yell too, but she didn't. I need you to drop me off at the library, she said as they left the elevator. I'm meeting Carmen. What about dinner? Mom asked. I have a granola bar. Nora waited for her mom to insist on at least stopping for a sandwich on the way to the library, but she didn't. They didn't talk on the way to the library and Nora felt the tightness of restrained words. She clenched her hands together. I'll pick you up at nine, Mom said, as Nora climbed from the car. Sure. Nora swung the door closed, giving it an extra hard shove so that it slammed into place. It relieved her senses, just a little. She stood still and let the brisk autumn breeze blow across her neck. Time to focus on math. Numbers, all in order, without a single emotion attached. She found Carmen curled up on a couch in the youth section, reading a cooking magazine. Are you going to need help to get to a table because I can't do math without a table? Nora said. Where's your wheelchair? Carmen lowered her magazine. Nora, has anyone ever complimented you on how sensitive you are? No. Exactly. Carmen dropped the magazine onto a reading table next to the couch. My wheelchair is right there, she pointed, but I can move to the table without it. Nora watched as Carmen stood slowly and walked to the table, her shoulders and hips rocking. Not like Hillary Glass swayed hers, more like one leg might be shorter than the other. Nora had never actually seen Carmen walk before. No wonder she rode the wheelchair everywhere. It cut travel time in half. If you're done staring, tell me what we're working on today, Carmen said, settling into a seat at the table. 
Nora opened her backpack and pulled out her textbook and math notebook. Can it be fixed? Whatever's wrong? Carmen folded her hands on the table and stared at them. I won't know until you show me the problem. I mean, your leg, or legs, or whatever. Carmen looked up, rolling her eyes. I know what you meant. Nora stood still. It can't be fixed, she said. Carmen shook her head. Nope. Ever? Nora couldn't say why, but that feeling from the stairwell yesterday came back, a caring that surged up from a deep fear. Carmen shook her head. Nora stared at her. So always? Carmen stared back and didn't answer, and then she held out a hand towards the chair next to hers. Nora, sit down. Nora sat. I'm sorry if this is nosy, but everybody knows the ambulance came for your brother yesterday. Is he okay? Nora fiddled with the cover of her notebook. I don't know. He got a concussion last year and started having seizures, but they stopped. Yesterday was the first time in probably ten months. So the doctors will probably put him on some medicine. I'm sure he'll be okay, Nora. Not, not a permanent problem like I have. Nora nodded. Then why had the seizure lasted so long? Even that first time, back when the bruises and scars were still visible on Xavier's face, back when his motions had been stiff and pained, the seizures had only lasted a minute or less. So let's get busy, Carmen said. Nora took a deep breath and rolled her shoulders. She flipped open her notebook, ready to work through each problem one by one, ready to draw a firm, dark circle around each answer. Carmen! Nora, you have to help me. A whisper came from nearby, and Nora saw a flash of sky blue as someone moved some books aside to create a window in a bookshelf of young adult novels. Who is that? Carmen said. Shh. Lacey Winters peered through the gap in the books. Is Corin out there? Corin who? Nora waved her pencil. Lacey, we're busy. Go play hide-and-seek in the children's section. I don't see him, Lacey. Carmen said. You probably shouldn't rearrange the bookshelves like that. The librarian with the really clicky nails is on duty. I know where they go. I've read this series like 20 times. It's about this girl in the year 3000. She survives when a pink fire star begins orbiting Earth and crystallizes America with its rays. See, she's in a submarine with her dad off the coast of Delaware studying this strange pink glow, and it turns out to be a reflection of... Lacey. Nora smacked her pencil down onto her notebook. We are trying to work. Sorry. Lacey pushed her head further into the gap and peered from right to left. It's just, I can't let him see me in this sweater. I was wearing the same sweater the last time he saw me at the library. He has to come here to use the computers because his parents are anti-lots of things and don't like their kids staring at screens. So, they make him use the library computers whenever he has to do research. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, if we were ever to get married, I'd want a computer and... Stop! Nora pushed away from the table and marched around to where Lacey was bent forward, peering between books with exploding stars on the spines. Listen, she said, tugging Lacey into an upright position. 
I don't think you realize how much this scene is going to embarrass you in about two years. But right now, I am intervening before you confess any more weird worries. Nora felt a little guilty for being so harsh as Lacey's eyes got big and her face went red. You won't tell anybody that I said that, that I want to marry him, will you? And you'll make sure Carmen doesn't tell, right? Lacey covered her face with her hands. Oh no, was there anybody else out there he might have heard? Nora closed her eyes. Look, Lacey, why don't you just come out here and do homework with Carmen and me? Maybe hanging out with a couple of older girls will help repair any damage to your public image you've caused. Lacey relaxed. It'll be like in Wives and Daughters when Lady Harriet helps Molly by... No one cares, Nora said and led the way back to Carmen. She slid into her seat and wrote the lesson number at the top of the blank page. If only repairing a person's public image was really so easy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you've enjoyed, go ahead and recommend the show to someone else who might like it too. Until next time, 